It is the 200 level, episode 318, Mike Carpenter in the basement on a, what day of the week is it? Good God, Tuesday evening, the eve of the storm, a winter storm warning, though this is child's play compared to, if you recall last year, the blizzard when Wisconsin was in town. That was about damn near a foot of snow. We do not have that coming, but it should be, what, five inches or so, which is nothing to sneeze at. Regardless, we have an early tip on a Tuesday night, and so far, so good for the most part for Illinois, as they lead by eight at half against Ohio State. They have two fouls on Bryce Sensabaugh and Zed Key, which could loom large, let's see, and also three, I believe, on suing, though I'd have to go back and check. I think that's what Trevor had texted. The stars of the game so far have been your transfers from the Big 12. Terrence Shannon Jr. and Matthew Meyer, both terrific, and the defense, I think, is really why you are up eight points, you are forcing Ohio State into some tough two-point jumpers. And meanwhile, you're getting two-pointers whenever you want. And I agree with Robbie Hummel that it's almost vexing how this team insists on shooting threes. Attack. And for the most part, they did. But they should almost have a one-track mind here in the second half. Attack. Get fouled, worst-case scenario. The way that these refs are calling the game, there's no reason to just be chucking up threes. With one exception, Matthew Meyer, who I will let him go off because he is still on a heater when healthy. And I was very critical of him after last Thursday night, and he was sick. Okay, my bad on that. Um, But when he's been healthy, he's making threes. So 34 to 26, and we're about to get underway here in the second half. And I will let you know if you're timing this thing up exactly when mine starts. I'm doing the streaming app thing, so probably about 30 seconds behind cable TV. And I really do enjoy listening to Robbie Hummel on the call. Not too familiar with this Brian Custer guy, but he's been pretty good at play-by-play. But Robbie Hummel is probably the best that you could ask for. And I think he has a very even-handed approach. And, uh, you know, somehow without being too demonstrative, he's still interesting to listen to. A lot of these guys fall on cliches and everything, and he actually just delivers content. And, yeah, I appreciate that. So as they're showing some replays here, again, they're keying on Terrence Shannon Jr. and Matthew Meyer, who were both terrific offensively. They carried the load. I want to call out one guy defensively that I thought had a really good half, and that was R.J. Melendez. And I'll let you know exactly when we get underway here, and I'll I'll hit that up when he gets back in the game. But that's someone that I thought, despite, here we go, underway, 20 minutes left in the game, that R.J. made an impact. And that's all you need right now is just him to come out there and hustle, and he'll, he'll hit a couple shots. Let those come naturally. And a nice start here to the half. Dane finds Coleman, who just kind of snuck along the baseline. Easy two in Illinois with a very good out-of-bounds play to start this half. I assume that was drawn up and a great start to the half. Back up by double digits. Now, Sensabaugh taking it on Coleman, who gets the block. No foul call on that, and here's a break. Terrence, the opportunity to take it up. It is up and no good. He will go to the line, though. He is six for six. But a really spirited start to the half for Illinois on both sides of the ball. You know, what's confusing about this team is the Indiana game, which the last time we were here was on Thursday night for that Indiana game. As time passed, I got more and more frustrated. And you'd think it'd be the opposite. Usually time passes and you get over something like that. Terrence Shannon Jr.'s first free throw is up and good. 11 point lead, he's 7 for 7 from the line. But it was the manner in which you lost and the, and the stubbornness of the coaching staff to adapt in game that as time went on, you thought, okay, I know Indiana's playing better, but Jesus, that cannot happen. So tonight you see almost, a, not almost, but you do see a gritty performance from Illinois. That's now eight for eight from the line from Terrence Shannon Jr. And you're up 12 on the strength of taking the ball to the rim 
and playing really good defense against an Ohio State team that undoubtedly has been struggling. And I thought the Iowa game, uh uh-oh, they found themselves. They beat Iowa at home by 15 points or whatever this weekend. And you got a guy like Bryce Sensabaugh, who reminds me of Barnum last year, which just he absolutely killed you when they played here. Dane, with great defense, said he can't make the shot. So Illinois, a chance to extend this lead even more. Matthew Meyer, pump fakes, and they'll set some offense up here with Terrence Shannon. But it's the way in which you're winning this game. And really the way you played since about the 15-minute mark of the first half. Three-pointer for Matthew Meyer is up and no good. And Dane tries to keep it alive. And there's a three again. If there's one guy that's going to shoot, it's Matthew. And I'm okay with that. Here is, I don't know a lot of the names of these Ohio State guys. They turn over a lot of their roster. But a nice take there to make it a 10-point lead. So all that to say, we got plenty of game left. But to this point a performance that is like the antithesis of what you saw last Thursday against Indiana. It's the roller coaster. I I don't love this team because I can't uh long to hear from Jaden. I I don't why. You know why why? Jaden can take it to the rim. I've seen much better shots than that. When you're getting to the rim at will and they're calling fouls left and right, attack. So back to still a 10-point lead in Ohio State ball with 18, 10 to go. Easy take. Up and good, and the foul. Oh, boy. (laughs) Don't make me rescind everything I just said, Illinois. Jesus Christ. All right, we got a lot here in the chat window. Good evening to all of you. Braxton had said good half overall. Really would like to see more paint touches in the half court, but defense has been stellar. For the most part, it has been, Braxton, apart from the last two possessions here where they're letting this Bruce guy get to the rim. Great hair. Great hair on this guy. Get to the rim at will, and I don't like that too much. And Ryan also agrees, RJ making his presence felt. Smitty says, I need Coleman to shoot the ball. These pump fakes. Yeah, the, the pump fakes are not working at all. They aren't getting anyone open. They aren't setting anything up. It's just time off the clock. And Bobo said, we do have about a 17-second difference here. So I got 18.08. The free throw is up and good. It's a seven-point game. So quick 4 nothing run by you. Quick 5 nothing run by them. And we are in single-digit territory, three-possession lead for Illinois with 18 to go exactly. Terrence Shannon Jr. gets the pick left from Dane. He's taking it into the lane. Jaden Epps, open three from the corner, is up and good. A three in rhythm like that, a catch and shoot, you'll take it. And I should rephrase. I said Matthew Meyer should be the only guy to shoot that. But Jaden, yeah, probably the other one. Not Terrence. And there's a moving screen here from Key, so that will be his fourth. Is that right or third? Regardless... Key, who has not been effective, is one of their few big men. And I would love to see him going out, open some things up for Dane, some easy twos. And Dane's been kind of non-existent tonight. 41 to 31. That's the third foul on Key, but they're keeping him in because I think they kind of have to. And an opportunity here, a gritty Big Ten game. I've used that word a few times. You don't need to win by 20. But it does feel like, okay, don't let them hang when they got a guy like Sensabaugh. That while he has not taken the game over yet, you know there's that looming threat that if you're up, let's say, six or seven with five to go, it's not, (laughs) you're sweating it out maybe more than you should. Statistically speaking, this should be a game where you can stretch it out. Here's another three attempt from Epps. No good, but a nice board from Coleman on the carom off the rim. So Illinois, an opportunity here on a second chance. Matthew Meyer taking a baseline. He gets fouled. No foul. And Underwood is livid. I thought it was not a foul on the first take, but I thought on the the putback attempt by Meyer, he did get fouled from behind. The two is no good, though, for Ohio State. They're just shooting jumpers, and I think that was sensible. 
So Illinois with the ball, up 10, 16.55 to go. Really topsy-turvy first few minutes here. Coleman looking for Dane. Dane only has Zed Key on him. I'm sorry, not Key. Bruce, or one of the guys with amazing hair for Ohio State, he got the steal. They're going to call a foul on Illinois here, and Ohio State initiates the contact. I would think this will be free throws coming up. But yeah, you have a mismatch here, and uh, Dane gets a little too comfortable dribbling the ball. He's usually good with that, but when you've got that much size, just make your move quick. You're going to be able to shoot right over the guy. This will not be free throws? No. They're taking it out from under the basket. It looks like with 16.41 to go. No, he is shooting free throws. Hard to tell with these camera angles sometimes. That one is no good, and will the chicken nuggets happen? Let's see. As Bobo says, it's nuggets time. Get loud. I Whoever thought of this, great promotion. It's fun, and the, the groan from the crowd, even if they make the second one, is almost worth it. Let's see. 16.41 to go. They do have kind of a nugget fathead in the crowd. McDonald's free advertising on ESPN tonight. The second free throw is up. And it... <laughs> Let's see here. Shoot the damn ball. Good God. This has been 30 seconds. <sighs> second free throw is up. It is no good. Everyone gets nuggets. The crowd erupts. <laughs> It's fun. Uh, it is fun. It is stupid fun, and I like that. Here's Jaden Epps, 16.30 to go. We have a 10-point Illinois lead. Defense still holding pretty strong here. And here's Dane. Nice entry from Coleman. Dane up and good. And he has a size advantage here, maybe not height-wise, but certainly width-wise against this number 34. He's the backup for Ohio State that kind of looks lost a little bit out there. 16.10 to go, Ohio State ball. This is going to be McNeil, and what do we have here? Push off on RJ, who's been on McNeil like glue and even caused a forced a turnover, I should say, in the first half. Showing the replay on Dane. Great balance. Was that his first shot of the night? So against non-conference opponents, Dane's averaging 11.4, and against Big Ten, he's averaging 8.9. And for first season in the Big Ten, that's not bad. And it's the ease with which he gets a lot of these. So no foul called on Coleman, and if so, that's an amazing defensive play to get that all ball. Jaden Epps, back to Coleman. Shoot it, Coleman. The three is up and no good, but Dane gets the board. Dane, kick it out, man. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Whoa, it was like hot potato. He somehow holds onto it and dunks it. It's a 14-point Illinois lead, so keep in mind here. We went up 12, went back down to 7. Now it's back up to 14. I assume that's a 7 nothing run. Illinois with seven second-chance points, and that's surprising that Ohio State only has three because they have gotten some offensive rebounds today. Bryce Sensabaugh gets his pocket picked by Dane, who finds Coleman, who is looking for Jaden. Be there, Jaden. Oh, that's big. That's big. That kind of play will get me excited. Don't bring me back in, boys. Uh, bring me back in. What the hell? 17-point Illinois lead with 15-13 to go. And by the looks of it, State Farm Center is feeling it. For a game that in the first half, it seemed a little bit quiet on TV. I, I actually tweeted that, and Jeremy said, it's not dead here. It's a, it's a decent crowd. So that's promising in that little run right there a 10 nothing run by Illinois you're up 17 and looking good on both sides of the ball against an Ohio State team that yes has struggled 
but we've certainly struggled against them at home. In fact, Chris Holtman is 3-0 and against Illinois at the State Farm Center. Got to change that tonight. All right. Got our first break in the action here. Got to remind you, the 200 level is brought to you by DP Doe. I'm on at dpdoe.com. For all the best deals and prices, dpdoe.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. Get a custom zone with any topping you want or one of their favorites like the Maui Wowie or the Buffer Zone. That's dpdoe.com. Also, Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Give them a call today at 217-841-4728. These guys are experts. They are our new HVAC people for our house. We already have the furnace track, and it's been purring like a kitten. It's been a more mild winter, but we've had our cold stretches. And we already have our AC check scheduled for, let's see, early April or late March. And another thing they do as well is hot water heaters. So they actually have tankless water heaters that are kind of all their age right now. The prices are terrific. The service is second to none, and they serve all of East Central Illinois. I can vouch for them personally. That's Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, 217-841-4728. And State Farm Agent Brian Hansen, online at brianismyguy.com. For life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it, Brian is my guy. And he can be your guy at brianismyguy.com. And Brian, my guy, is going to be here and be our guy, our second guy, on Saturday for the Illinois-Wisconsin game. We will have a second mic, and I don't know what the heck to think about that game at the Kohl Center, but it will be nice to play off of somebody again. He knows his stuff, and he's he's a good guy. I mean, listen, it, when it comes to insurance, you kind of want to be able to trust that person. I can, again, vouch personally for Brian. Brian Hansen, State Farm agent, brianismyguy.com. If I think about it, my sponsors, I can vouch for all of them personally. So that that is nice to know that I'm not just reading gibberish. I got to thank you, listeners. We had... An overwhelming response to the sh- uh, the T-shirt pre-orders. Now, I did order a few extra for this first run, and if you are one of those that did not get the pre-order in, so like if you're in the YouTube chat and you didn't get a pre-order in, and you're interested, drop a line. We'll, we'll figure something out, and we hope to have those shirts in early next week along with the stickers. So each order gets a T-shirt and two stickers. They can put on coolers. You can put on laptops. Exactly. Uh, whatever you would want to put those things on. And man, I'm a hell of a salesman, aren't I? But yeah, if you're interested in that YouTube feed, let me know or you can shoot me a message at Fanboy Carp or at the 200 level. But excited to get those in and working with my t-shirt guy who always does a great job. And these are high quality. It's not like the Gildan super basic. These are really nice t-shirts that are very similar to the kinds you would have gotten from 4th and Kirby. So we get back from the break here. I hope that counts as the first media timeout. I really do, because we're just cruising here in the second half. All right, scoring leaders for Illinois. On the season, Terrence with 18, Meyer with 10.5, Danger with 10.3. Tonight, you got 14, 8, and 4 for those three. And right now, you have Terrence and Coleman taking a quick breather. And I wonder, judging by that, if that means we will have a media timeout at the next break. But what you do have out there is Sincere up top. You have Jaden. So you got two small freshman guards. You have RJ, Matthew, and Dane. Now here's Justice Suing. Good defense by Matthew Meyer. I'll give him that, I'll give him that fadeaway junk ass shot all damn day. I I am ready for Justice Suing to leave because he just brings back memories of the EJ Liddell era. Where you had a couple big wins against EJ Liddell in Ohio State, but a lot of frustrations as well. Are we taking another break? Is it going to be a media timeout? It doesn't look like it. That's good. No, we are taking a media timeout, because why wouldn't we be? Macro. 
I don't know what the heck to think about this team. I So I'm not going to think about this team beyond a game-to-game kind of thing. I've been texting a lot with Trevor and Isaac, and we're all kind of, I don't want to say reeling after the Indiana game, but there was a hope in that four-game win streak that you would truly turn a corner. I was not going to talk Big Ten title because I didn't think that was feasible. I knew this team probably had another stinker or two or three or four left in them, but it was just how stinky Thursday night was that made you think, oh, Jesus, is, is this really what it's going to be? So what's frustrating about it is it seems like they can actually raise their floor quite a bit. That's what's confusing about this team is that does their floor, as I mentioned on Thursday, does the roller coaster have to be this up and down? I understand it can be a roller coaster, but Jesus Christ. I mean, from going to looking top 10 nationally to one of the worst teams in the Big Ten on any given night. And it's the fact that these losses are not against world beaters, but then some of these wins are against world beaters. UCLA and Texas are top five teams. You beat both of them. Those wins aren't going anywhere. They're in your back pocket. So when it comes to seeding, they're going to be a big help. And that just means in the Big Ten, just stay above water. 12 and 8. You know, can you do 12 and 8? I, I would hope tonight goes a long way in doing that, getting to 5 and 4. And then Saturday at Wisconsin would go a long way. And I'm sorry, everybody, but Wisconsin, I'm not sorry, actually. I don't think they're that good. I mean, I've been saying this time and time again. Like, can they just start sucking? And I wonder if they don't kind of suck this year. The metrics all say they do. And a loss last night at Northwestern, which, hey, we can't really brag too much about that. But there is an opportunity this week to go 6-4. and four. Wall is back, Ryan. And he's, I don't know, he's getting 10 points a game. It looks like he's still kind of coming back from his injury. So he's not doing... And if anyone can correct me here, but I think last night against Northwestern, he had 10, 11 points. He's not doing the 20 or whatever before he got injured. So you got Crowell, you got Wall, you got Chucky Hepburn, and you got the cavalcade of white guys that whose names bother me for some inexplicable reason. But is it reverse racism? I don't know. I mean, is it racist for me to say this? I was talking to my wife about why I dislike Wisconsin basketball, and she said, careful now. And I get it. I get it. But man, it's just that and the Iowa's and the Indian Indiana's to an extent. My entire life, it's just been this endless laboratory. Purdue is is approaching that if they haven't made it already with their Zach Eady and Harms and and all the freaking seven foot four guys. Jesus. But Ryan, if you're mentioning if you're talking about Crowell here, you say productive big men are terrifying. This Illini team, Crowell had a really good game in the first one. So I would like to think that we can or, or may have learned something from that first matchup. I mean, I, I don't know. I think you went on Saturday six times out of 10, but it is this Illinois team. So I can't put stock in it, but you have dominated Wisconsin. So we're back underway here after a media timeout. So two big timeouts in about a two-minute span, but we are back. So Matthew Meyer falls down inexplicably, and I don't know what the hell that was. And you start liking him, and he fouls. I don't know. He just... The thing about this team, that even when they're playing well, maybe it's because they're new guys, they're new faces, but it's really hard to get emotionally invested in some of these guys. That's the new era. That's NIL. The occasional fifth-year transfer. But it's not like Matthew Meyer does himself any favors in terms of you know 
endearing himself to the fan base. And he doesn't care. He's going to have a long pro career, whether it's in the NBA or somewhere else. He's a really good basketball player, but God dang. There are just these moments where you think, aren't you smarter than that? Justice suing, taking it into the lane. Nice take. I mean, it's taking him five seconds to get off every shot. I, if that's going to be their offense going forward, let Justice suing take contested shots around the free throw line all day. I'll give them that. We had 14 minutes to go. It's back to a 13-point Illinois lead. So a mini run here for Ohio State. 4 nothing run. Ty Rogers, he missed a bunny layup. He's taking it to the rim and a little hook? What? Hey, the confidence is brimming for him. And he missed that layup earlier. He takes that shot again. Now we're starting to get Ohio State get in the lane. And while these are not the easiest of shots... They're starting to make them. Bruce Thornton, tough guy. It, what Do you guys know what year Bruce Thornton is? He looks like he's 23. If I find out he's an 18-year-old freshman, <laughs> then I won't know what which way is up anymore. This is Terrence Shannon Jr. Up top to Coleman. Little two-man game here. Back to Coleman. Catch and shoot. Pump fakes the three. Trying to take him the lane. Whoa, that's a nice fake, Coleman. The pump fake worked on that one. Worked beautifully. So an easy two for Coleman, back to a 15-point lead. Coleman, a solid seven and six so far tonight. Okay, got to D up a little bit because they're getting the lane, and this is sincere on Bruce Thornton, and it will go the other way. Off on number 34, who's kind of struggling here for Ohio State. Looks lost. As Kenton says, I love Meyer when he shoots, drains threes. I don't care if he looks like a schlub. He does kind of look like, it's his, it's his thing. It's the new youth thing to kind of the mustache, I will say, is working for him. I miss the mullet. I think he's looking this way ironically. He's not a bad looking guy or anything, but he's just like, hey, I don't care. He's chill. He'd be a great character in Days Confused. Someone that would have been at the beer bus party at the end of it. Here's Terrence Shannon Jr. up top. We'll get a little handsy on Ohio State here. 10 seconds. Don't shoot the three. He's going to take it instead. Beautiful. The layup is no good, though. I like the take, but seems sometimes when contact is anticipated or contact actually happens, he's not always the strongest at finishing. McNeil misses the shot here. And Terrence Shannon Jr., get the ball, get the ball, get the ball. It's going to be Ohio State. And this is going to be Zed Key and a two-pointer for them. So things get a little bit haphazard there. They're hanging around 13. I would prefer to not get any closer. This has not been the best four-minute stretch for Illinois, but you haven't allowed them to go on a significant run. 12 minutes to go exactly. Here is Terrence up top. Coleman setting the pick. No, Coleman going. Here's Terrence. Back to Coleman up top. Coleman at the top of the key. Over to Sincere. Sincere, oh God, the three. No, don't, don't. Bruce Thornton is a freshman. How in the hell is that? Illinois gets the ball here. Turnover. Do they have numbers? This is going to be, oh, my God. Alley-oop blown there, and I, that pass was a little hot. You got to convert. And this team, again, good performance. I'm, and I don't think I'm asking for perfection, but it's messiness in situations like that where you're thinking, why? Got to hold on the ground, so that'll be the fifth foul on Illinois as we go to a timeout with 11-17 to go. How in the hell is this Thornton kid a freshman? He's really good, and he looks 23 years old. Unbelievable. All right, DPDO. I'm on to DPDO.com. For all the best deals and prices, DPDO.com. All right, what else is going on? We got a backup quarterback for Illinois football, Paddock from Ball State, and I'm oddly excited. 
when you get excited about a backup quarterback, that kind of tells you you're much more in tune with your football program than you were in years past, at least in my case. And I am excited that they have someone who is a veteran to back up Altmeyer. This is not going to be a QB battle. They might say that it is, but it's not. I say they as the coaching staff to keep Altmeyer honest, but there's really no comparison between the two in terms of pedigree and talent. And there was a video that circulated last week of Altmeyer, and he didn't have anyone defending him, but he's just tossing the ball around. He looks the part. He looks every bit the part of a really good quarterback. So I, I'm already excited for football. I, I asked this question of Trevor and Isaac in, in YouTube feed. I want to get your thoughts on this. Who do you like more? And this is a very general question. Brett Bielema or Brad Underwood? Apples and oranges question. There's no real need to even ask it, I suppose, but they are your revenue sport coaches. And I was discussing this with Trevor and Isaac, and this is, of course, after the Indiana game, so I'm a prisoner of the moment. But I think even when things are good, I'll tell you, and you could probably guess, I'm a bit more of a fan of Brett Bielema, and I'll tell you why. I think that there is less performative stuff going on with Bielema. In other words, I think everything he says and does is pretty authentic to the coach he wants to be. Underwood, as you have to be as a coach sometimes, is very performative. So whether it be his antics on the sideline or his charisma at press conferences, there seems to be a put on about some of it. I think there is, of course, an authentic dude behind that, and I think his players love him as a result, but there is a pushing of the buttons kind of thing going on, Where Bielema, whereas Bielema is just who he is. He's got, I don't want to say more experience, but as a head coach at this level of football, he does. And I don't know. I think he just resonates with me more as a person, the way that he talks, the way he interacts with his players. The CEO of a football program is a lot different than being the head coach of a basketball program. But it just struck me on on Friday or Saturday when I texted Trevor and Isaac. I was on a run and I thought, I, I, I love Bielema, I love Underwood when we're winning. Okay, of course. And I can be a little bit uh, flimsy with that if they go on a losing streak or they look bad on a certain night. But with Bielema, even when they're losing, I just like him and trust him in a way that only two years in, maybe I shouldn't. I mean, for God's sakes, you lost four of your last five games with football, and I think, no, 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 we're in good hands. And meanwhile, if it happens with basketball, I'm going loopty, you know? But apples and oranges question, just something I pondered and wanted to ponder here during the timeout. And Bobo likes Brett because of how he is on Twitter. I will say both of these coaches, what they do great, Bobo, is they understand the chip on the shoulder that Illini fans feel. They play to that beautifully, and it is it it resonates and we can be the underdog we can be pissed off we should frankly have a chip on our shoulder because we are missing that national title in basketball until that happens the chip will remain like red sox fans or something Ugh. three from Jaden Epps is no good and now we're letting ohio state creep back in this it's only 11 point lead i say only 11 but you were up 17 and now they're starting to get a little bit of rhythm offensively zed key up and good and the foul. Mm-mm. Okay. I just had a kind of brain fart right there. I, I had a thought, and then now all of a sudden it's a single-digit game. Ugh. I don't know if we're going to be sweating this out, but we are not going to be 
probably blowing them out. And Ohio State's not bad, I know. But you want to see, especially at home, when you got the opportunity to put your foot on their neck, do it. I'm telling you, Sensabaugh, who's been quiet, he's just waiting. Waiting there. And there's guys like Justice Suing that maybe his numbers don't bear it out, but feel like an Illini killer because he's been on Ohio State teams that have done this before. I just don't hope this is an inverse of last year where you had a big deficit came back and uh, Matthew Meyer with a nice take there. Nice scoop. So that gets you back to 10. But now you got to get a stop and you have not been getting stops in the last five minutes. Here's Bruce Thornton again. He's finding Zed Key and Zed, no foul called. Kind of a flop I found on Zed Key. They don't call that on the offensive guy. Here's Dane. Finish Dane. And he finishes. Well done, Dane. Defensive stop. Gets the bucket. And a big 4-0 run. A little mini run that gets you back into double digits. And it's it's moments like this with exactly 10 minutes to go. Okay. Before the 8-minute media timeout, what happens in these 2 minutes? Justice suing from the line. Not even contested. Like the Michigan State game, you're kind of welcoming them to shoot that. And I don't hate it. But they've also been getting to the rim a little bit more, too, in these last five minutes. So if that's a shot that he makes in the first half when you're playing that great half-court defense, eh. But the way the last five minutes have gone, you wonder, uh, what's going on here? Now I'm just making noises. Uh, That's when I don't really have a lot of analysis to offer, unfortunately. Terry says way too many ups and downs. That's this team, Terry. I mean, listen, I I have zero expectations. I'm just going to go game to game. I'm not going to prognosticate what they may or may not do in the tournament. They make the I think they make the tournament and I think they get like a 7 or 8 seed. Fine. You prefer to stay off the 8-9 line if you want really a shot at making the second weekend, but I don't trust them to make the second weekend. I'm trying to figure out what would make this a successful year. And at this point, that's really the only attainable thing, I think, is making the second weekend. Winning the Big Ten tournament? Sure. Listen, I've said this before. I just want banners. And I think NCAA tournament success will come. But having had the Big Ten tournament and the Big Ten championship banner, not to turn one of those away, but it just seems to me like this team, their their only real shot at us looking back like, oh, that was a good year, is making the second weekend of the stupid tournament. But first things first, make it, and winning tonight would go a long way in kind of ensuring that you're still on the right side of that and that you won't get into a position where you need to start sweating that out. Because you don't want to go into Saturday at the Kohl Center. Oh, boy, here's a must-win at the Kohl Center. No, just have it be a game. Now, Jaden Epps a little too strong on the feed to Dane Danger, and just like that, an opportunity for Ohio State with 9.20 to go to make this a single-digit game. Zed Key gets low in the paint and a foul on Dane, who arm-blocked him or whatever you call that thing there. Joseph, well put. I get welcoming them to shoot that, but maybe don't welcome them that much. Yeah, that's it. Feed them into the 15-footer from the line. That's that's not the problem, but that wasn't even contested, the last one Suing made. And he's the guy that's kind of taking it to you right now, more than Sensabaugh. Sensabaugh's been a non-factor, and you're up 10. Feels like you should be up more. Zed Key from the line, up and good. God dang, will this guy ever leave? Jesus Christ, between him and Justice Suing, are they looking at us and thinking the same thing about Coleman Hawkins? If so, I get it. But Coleman Hawkins has not been a Buckeye killer. I feel like Zed Key and Justice Suing, they just, whatever magic pixie dust EJ Liddell left around there, it just seems to be around them like Pigpen in, in the Peanuts comics. That shot is no good. So only one out of two, and you have a nine-point lead. But again, it feels more tenuous than it should. 
Ohio State with only two fouls this half, says Jacob. Yeah, it's interesting. But honestly, have we been attacking as much? We made a couple big threes to help stretch that lead. Here's Matthew Meyer, kind of gets tripped up, finds Coleman, trying to rotate it back around. No, Matthew Meyer, left side of the perimeter. The three is up and no good. He gets his own board, and it's up, and he gets fouled. So there's the third one. Yeah, that's interesting, Jacob. I haven't seen too many moments where it feels like they've missed fouls. There was one earlier this half where I thought they got Meyer on a putback, but other than that, it seems like Ohio State has been fouling less, and I'm wondering if that's because you are not as aggressive to the rim. Now, you've expanded your lead from where you were at halftime, but as of now, only by one point. So this is a really even second half. Matthew Myers' layup is good. Back to a 10-point lead. All right, that's four fouls, as Bobo says on key. Kenton about expectations here says, we've definitely softened expectations for the postseason. It takes the pressure off, but I still think the ceiling is just as high as it always has been. We're just inconsistent. And that's it, Kenton. I mean... They can put it together, keyword can, and you know what? You can say that about most teams. With the exception of four or five teams that get the top seeds in this tournament, most fan bases are going to be thinking, well, we could if we show up. It just seems to be a little bit more violent of a dif- of a disparity with this team. Just I use the word violent because when you lose, it's like getting hit over the head with a club. And when you win, it's, oh my God, we're absolutely amazing, as good as any team that Illinois has had in the last few years. Now, that was probably me getting a little too crazy. But then again, they beat number two Texas, and they beat a top 10 UCLA team in in the early going. So you think, yeah, we can do this. Now, break opportunity here. Coleman on the break. Back to Jaden, who fakes the three over to RJ, who shoots the three, and that is no good. Jaden, no, sorry, TSJ gets the board. Thank goodness for that. Not the best break. Illinois. RJ was nowhere close on that. Just keep playing D, RJ. Oh, no. Here's another thing. Oh, no. He's going around the weave. Long two. Pointer. No good. Two missed shots for RJ. But Coleman will go to the line. Will he? Are they going to call this a shooting foul? It looked almost like a putback. Dane with four fouls tonight, too, says Bobo. And not his best night. A couple good moments because he's so skilled, but... Illinois will take the ball out of bounds with 8.15 to go. It is an 11-point lead, and you feel like these next four minutes tell the tale. If you get to the under-four timeout and it's like a five-point game, eh, it's, it's tenuous, right? So a, a couple of big possessions here. 11-point lead. Oh, my God. Jaden Epps with a Scotty Pippen play. And any Bulls fan that remembers, Scotty had an out-of-bounds play from under the basket, threw it off the opponent's back, I forget who it was, and then put it right back up. Jaden Epps with 14 tonight, the quietest 14 points I think I've ever seen. He's really good and reason to be excited for the the long-term future. Illinois gets their hands in. Jaden got his hands in there. Justice suing with a two, no good. Coleman with good D on that as well. Slow down, Jaden. He's feeling himself. Oh, God. Up top here, and he's going to set up some offense. Okay. Almost double dribble, but he did not. He's got some good ball skills here. As I see him, oh my God, three-pointer for Jaden. Oh, I don't mind that, man. And a foul on Ohio State. I do not mind that three-pointer from Jaden. They just backed off of him. Coleman gets fouled. It'll be Illinois ball with 7.30 to go and a 13-point lead. So a big little stretch there, keyed on by Jaden Epps, looking alive. I love that, man. Basketball awareness. He has, can I use a cliche, moxie. Doesn't he have moxie? 
All right, real quick. Dogtown Heating and Plumbing. Give them a call today at 217-841-4728. You can get your AC check scheduled. You can also look into tankless water heaters because we got a new one recently, not tankless, so we aren't necessarily in the market for that. But I know when we moved in, our water heater was like 10, 12 years old, not in the best of shape. They build up sort of like rock mineral kind of deposits in the bottom of it. So you don't need to worry about any of that crap with a tankless water heater. And these guys will install it for you, make sure everything is up and running. And I can speak from experience. The technicians from Dogtown are second to none. So that is 217-841-4728 for Dogtown Heating and Plumbing, your home's best friend. All right, YouTube. Yeah, Evan says, purchasing the Epps jersey now. I think that's the safest jersey purchase. I still have stock in Ty Rogers. I really do. My niece got a Luke Goody jersey for Christmas, and I do think that will be a welcome return. And he is going to return to practice in the next four or five days at this point, I think. (laughs) Ken says, remember the episode? I should have used this in the ad. Remember the episode of The Sopranos when his tank water heater blew? Tony should have called Dogtown. That's right. The basement of the Soprano house is flooded. Joseph says, I saw it on Twitter, but doesn't this feel like the beginning of a 100 start streak for Epps? Kind of, Joseph. I mean, it's a hell of a first start, and I don't think that there's anyone that looked at this and thought, oh, dear, Sincere's getting benched. It's not Sincere getting benched so much as Jaden Epps has earned it. Your best starting five, or your best five in general, includes Jaden Epps, not Sincere Harris. That's no offense to Sincere. His role is solidified. He's going to get his minutes. He is just a burst of energy and and defensively can be absolutely phenomenal. But I do think that Jaden Epps, that's the guy you got to start because you can't really be going four on five offensively. The Indiana game was probably a wake-up call to that. It's not Sincere's fault that you started 4-0 and then they went on a big run to go up 11-4 or something like that. Not his fault, but... You could have had one more guy out there to get a bucket. Jaden is that guy. And it's not like Jaden plays bad defense. So he is a, a pretty complete player for being a freshman. Jacob says, Epps will be a permanent starter the rest of his career. And I hope it's a four-year career, Jacob. And I think it will be. In this name-image-likeness era, you can never guarantee it, but I, it does feel like he is our guy. And the the centerpiece going forward. And if not always the best player on the team, because there will be guys that pop in through the transfer portal, and you still need that. I, I don't want to get into the Michigan State thing where you abandon that. I think you need to continue to add talent, and they will, because we have resources that some other basketball programs don't. By the way, Rutgers smoked Penn State tonight. But all that said, doesn't Jay Nepps feel like one of those Michigan State point guards? A Cassius Winston that is the the heart and soul of that team, to borrow yet another cliche. It does kind of feel like he's like that. Okay, we are now 7.30 away from the end of this game. Inbounds play here. Matthew Meyer with the corner three. It is up and no good. But Ty Rogers skying up to get the board to another freshman, Jaden Epps. And they'll reset. Illinois has had a few of these rebounds. Terrence had one earlier where they've skied up and gotten it. Their size has really bothered Ohio State tonight. Ty Rogers feeding Coleman, but no, a little bit of lazy on the pass, and Ohio State pokes it away. Stop the ball. Illinois does not, and a foul on Meyer. No fault of his own there, kind of put in a bad position. So two guys on, there's Bruce Thornton and there's Kelly. Pronunciation bad, but they both have that awesome do. 
And Trevor had mentioned these gray Ohio State jerseys. He thought they looked ugly. I think they kind of look funky enough. I kind of dig them. I dig them. Fourth foul on Myers says, Joseph. Breaking Bad reference, Kenton. Yeah, there was a water heater thing with that too. Is that when he's in the basement laughing hysterically? No, no, no. He just asks, adds the tankless water heater. He's excited about it. All right, so the first free throw was missed for Ohio State. It's nugget time. What, can you win the nuggets twice? Can you win two orders or just a one-time deal? Because I don't see the crowd going crazy. All right, this guy, Isaac Lickakelly. Lickakel, I don't know, but he's got five and four. Make that six and four. He made his second free throw. Didn't look by the crowd's reaction like there were going to be more free nuggets. 60 to 48 with seven to go. Here's Ty Rogers right side of the perimeter. 20 to go on the shot clock. Over to Terrence Shannon Jr. Over to Coleman. Top of the key. Finds Terrence, who kicks it back out to the corner for RJ. The three is up and no good. <laughs> Ty Rogers with the board. No look pass to Coleman. Ty Rogers starting to feel himself, and I love it. 14-point lead. Coleman 9-7-4. It's a solid all-around game for him. Good defensively, too. The two, no good for Ohio State and Illinois can run away with this thing here. They got numbers. Are they going to use them? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Alley-oop and Coleman instead finds Ty Rogers for the dunk. That'll, yeah, that'll get it. That'll get it done. That was sick. That, that, how can I be a curmudgeon when they're playing ball like that? Come on. Six minutes to go. Go figure. You get smoked by Indiana, and now you're smoking Ohio State, the team that had been a thorn in your side, much more so than Indiana. They're looking to double up Zed Key, and they're going to call the foul on Coleman. No good on the shot. Coleman was calling for a double. I like the adjustment. Would have liked it against Indiana. But look at this. The no-look pass from Ty to Coleman, and then Coleman returns the favor. Wow. That's sick. I hope that Ty, because God dang it, he looks like he could be special. Just has the look. He has the body for it and has this knack, this nose for the ball that you don't see with most freshmen. To me, it's just a, a confidence thing, a comfort, I should say, with the flow of the game and the speed of this game. And once he gets that, he's off. I, I think you can basically pencil in Ty Rogers, Sincere Harris, and Jaden Epps in all your future starting lineups beginning next year. And I like that core. Sky Clark, well, you know. He ain't coming back. That's okay. We can work with this. 14-point lead for Illinois. So that was Zed Key there making both free throws. With 5.40 to go, Illinois here just needs to string together a few more stops, and then this won't get won't get dangerous. Nice feed to Coleman, who is going to take his time, though, with 10 on the shot clock. Back up top to RJ, a moving screen on Ty. Freshman stuff. But I, I love the guy. RJ made the three, but it won't count. But good stuff, though, overall. And Brad doesn't like that call. I didn't see much of it. And if anyone saw that, they were going to show the replay on something like that. Joseph, it is. Uh, it is really wild that this is the same team that played Thursday, says Joseph. Must have really needed the rest. Yeah, and I don't think that's... Uh, I think there's a valid argument to be made. I just didn't appreciate after the game that Underwood, and we didn't talk about it on the podcast Thursday because I was just reacting to the game, missed by Zed Key and a break from Illinois. 
This is Terrence Shannon Jr. taking it to the lane, up and good, and one, 5.06 to go. Crowd, I would assume, really lit right now as they should be. But I think the frustration grew after that game, Joseph, because of what Underwood said afterwards. And that's kind of what led me to my Bielema or Underwood. Who do you just like more? And a general state, general question, right? And that I don't feel as much with Bielema like he's ever trying to pass one over us. And I feel like Underwood sometimes does that. The whole, we doubled and it didn't work. It's like, you didn't try it. Try it consistently. Let the other scrubs on Indiana beat you. That seemed to me just to be really kind of lame, for lack of a better term. And then you saying we needed the rest. Well, you know what? Everybody else in the Big Ten is playing their asses off. It's tough. Don't lose by 15 or 20, whatever the hell it was. That said, this will now be the sixth consecutive time that after a loss, Illinois has come back out and they've won. And most of those times, it's been in rather impressive fashion. Now, can we just stop losing? I mean, if you go on four-game win streaks and then lose, then all of a sudden, that starts to add up to a lot of wins. The schedule is going to make it tough to do that. But I do think that you can get some more two, three game winning streaks as opposed to one on, one off. And, you know, that way you're going to find yourself to a good NCAA tournament seed. Terrence Shannon Jr. trying to shake and bake here. He takes it to the lane over to Jaden Epps, who is looking for Coleman in the corner, who's looking for Epps again, maybe. Uh, we got three in the shot clock. Coleman takes it up and in. Nice move on the baseline. Coleman's had a really good second half. I should actually say a really good game overall. 69 to 52. 17 point Illinois lead with four to go. Bruce Thornton from the line. No good. Illinois is just running away with this thing in the crowd. Feeling good. And this lineup out here I like as well. We got Jaden, Coleman, Terrence, Ty, and RJ. Small lineup you can afford. That was Zed Key out. They can't even they aren't even pretending to really throw a center out there. This number 34 backup for them is not much of anything. Illinois with the ball. Coleman up at the top of the key looking for Jaden, who has a chance for a three. He shoots it. It is up. It is no good. And it will go the other way here. Does Ohio State have numbers? Will they take advantage of that? Terrence Shannon with a clean strip of justice suing. It'll stay with Ohio State after the break. 326 to go. 17-point Illinois lead. Wow. Well, hell of a bounce back for Illinois. Hell of a bounce back effort. Um any thoughts you guys want again before we get out of here? You mentioned Weeb, Bobo, and a couple good minutes for him in the first half. Yeah, how do you figure this team? What's the takeaway? I don't know what the takeaways are. They're merely good. Well, let's start with good, and I think by good we can understand that there's going to be some inconsistency until you are truly great. I don't think this team will ever be consistently great, so it just comes down to when. The frustrating thing is it feels like sometimes it is a choice as to whether they would be great. And that when they really are focused, I mean, if they outplay whoever they're playing, they've tended to win. Find me the loss out of those six where they have outplayed their opponent, but they just got out executed. And I don't think you can pinpoint that. That's the frustrating part. On one hand, tonight's a blast. On the other, is there any carryover effect? And that can be said for a lot of teams. I do understand that. But it's it's more frustrating because I don't think other teams can say in the same position as Illinois. I don't think a lot of those teams could say they have the same talent level that this Illinois team does. So at this point, I don't need and I don't expect greatness consistently. 
But the next step for me would simply be, if you're going to lose a game, lose by like three, not 15. And maybe that comes Saturday. And it wouldn't feel good either. But it wouldn't feel like, Jesus, what is wrong with these guys? Identity crisis. Figure yourselves out. I've thought about this team multiple times. Pick a lane. Well, I don't think they're going to pick a lane. I think they're going to bounce back between great and maddening. But I just want to see the ladder kind of dissipate. I want to see them raise the ceiling. I don't need to see, sorry, raise the floor. I don't need to see them raise the ceiling. Because we know the ceiling for this team is almost astronomical. And that they could. They are one of those rare teams that could beat anyone on any given day in the NCAA tournament. That is true. But if you're really going to make that second weekend run and feel like you had a successful year, you've got to raise the floor first. And maybe that's my new mantra. I always try to find a mantra. I think in 2019, 2020, it was make the stupid tournament. Well, then they went on that run in February, and they were no doubt going to make the NCAA tournament. And Hey, we're back. Illinois basketball is relevant again. Last year was just win the stupid Big Ten, and they did, thank God, by the skin of their teeth. And it was that Ohio State loss last year that almost took it right away from them. Thank you, Fred Hoiberg in Nebraska. We'll be eternally grateful for them, and also eternally grateful for Greg Gard being not really that good of a coach. Sorry. He can stay there forever, and I think they're starting to bear the fruits of that. So this year, my mantra, raise the four. And by doing that in these last eight weeks, we can have some fun a little more consistently and not be feeling like any given game you might get your ass kicked by a lesser opponent. And I'm sorry, but Indiana, without two of their starters, should have been a lesser opponent, however tired you were. Tonight, Ohio State was the lesser opponent. You took it to them. It's a big bounce back. That's tremendous, but just raise that damn floor because when you do lose some other games, and you will, and probably a handful, this might be one of those like, I don't know, is uh, 20 and 12? Is that a possibility? I mean, it's not going to be a gaudy record for Illinois, but just pile up a few more of those quality wins. The crowd's going nuts right now, and I can't tell why. Does anyone have the audio on to tell me why the crowd is, maybe they're just having that good of a time. I do love these early tips, though. All right, Justice Suing here with 15 on the shot clock and 315 in the game. 17-point Illinois lead. RJ gets, I don't know, man. I mean, what's he supposed to do? He absorbs the contact. So this McNeil guy will go to the line. I don't mind that so much on RJ. Oh, Zed Key finally sat down, I see. They were, they were doing that shtick. All right, so this McNeil kid who got five early points for Ohio State, and I thought, oh, boy. He hadn't scored since. RJ, a part of that. Now, McNeil goes to the line. He will shoot... Two, because they're in double bonus. Up and good. Is he a freshman too? Does anyone know what year McNeil is? Bobo, I, I didn't like that foul call either. I, I I don't know what RJ was supposed to do there. 16-point lead, 15-point lead, McNeil makes both. If McNeil's a freshman too and Bruce Thornton's a freshman, I would figure Bryce Sensabaugh will go pro. Does he have the size to do that? I think he's 6'7". All right, Illinois with the ball, 305 to go. And a 15-point lead. Just kind of killing some clock here. Well, not, not really. They're looking for a shot. Coleman with a three from up top. It is no good. Terrence, the putback, no good. Eh. Just bring it back out next time, Terrence. 15-point lead. Here is Bruce Thornton. Sensabaugh, three is up and no good. Not even close. And Epps gets the board. So slow it down. Milk the clock and let's get out of here. 2.40 to go. Illinois will run away with this thing and let's see just how much they milk the clock. Uh, we'll remind you before we get out of here, DPDO, I'm on a DPDO.com. 
Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend. Give them a call, 217-841-4728. Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. And State Farm Agent Brian Hansen, who will be here with me on Saturday at brianismyguy.com. Wasted possession, but 30 seconds wasted as well. And a foul on the take here for Illinois. I don't why foul. And it was clearly a foul. So sense of ball will go with the line. 15-point lead for Illinois with 2.13 to go. Do we drag this thing out? It is 8.05 p.m. Grad transfer, says Joseph, for that McNeil kid. Good, because he would drive me nuts. Ohio State, in a weird way, they drive me nuts. And it's not like I I don't disrespect anything. Holtman's a good coach. I got no real beef with them. It's the fact that they just every game with them has been like pulling teeth until the night. So that is nice to exercise that demon at home against Chris Holtman. Oh, my God. Shoot the free throw. Jesus. We got all night here. Sensabaugh misses the first free throw. So does anyone in the YouTube feed know, I mean, is Sensabaugh a high-level NBA prospect already at this point? Great freshman, no doubt, but I just don't know if he's got the measurables or whatever to be a surefire, one-and-done kind of player despite his productivity. Meyer fouls out there with 12. OSU, as Bobo says, about to be 11-9, and 3-6 in conference. Joseph says top 20 draft pick projected. I have a friend who goes to all these Dave shows, and I texted him earlier today because Dave put out their tour dates. RJ3 is up and no good. Oh, Jesus, RJ. I don't even know. This is Sensabaugh taking it to the rim, and it's going to be out on Illinois, so Ohio State ball with 142 to go. But... I texted my friend who's a Buckeyes fan, and, and at the end, I just say, hey, good luck tonight. I, I'm not really looking forward to this game because I don't know what the hell to expect. And I even told him that this Illinois team has been kind of annoying lately because on, on one hand, they look good, and then on the other hand, they lose by 15. And he said, annoying? He's like, we just played ourselves out of the tournament in the last few games. Now, they kind of have. They would not, after this game, certainly be projected to make the tournament. And should that be the case? So I look at Chris Holtman and I think, man, I think he's a really good coach. But they have not been consistent as a program themselves. So I don't know. Bobo says, Bleach Report has been going to the Bulls at 18. So he is a top 20 draft prospect. Here is Terrence Shannon Jr. He gets blocked by Justice Suing. Here is a take by Ohio State. Up and no good. The putback is good for Sensabaugh. I'm not sure. So it is a 12-point game. With a minute to go, and is Ohio State going to call off the dogs? They're, getting, they're showing press here, and they get across half court with no problem. Okay, so Illinois will be able to run this out here. I don't know if they're going to and take one more shot attempt because after this shot clock will be 30 seconds to go. But a good night overall. This is just what you needed, and more impressive than I could have even imagined. Jaden Epps looking for RJ. The long two is up and no good. And it's going to be a rebound for Ty Rogers. That is a great end to the night for what I thought was a tremendous performance with some freshman moments from Ty Rogers. But overall, Jaden Epps, star of the show, I thought more than anybody, quietly doing some amazing things. Terrence and Matthew on offense. Coleman all over the place. Really big bounce back for Coleman. RJ still struggling offensively, but defensively did a pretty good job against McNeil. Shot clock violation with 6.7 to go. And Illinois will win by 12. Or Ohio State 
shoot something here. If you're in Vegas, the spread is well out of reach unless you did one of those prop bets, or not prop bet, a teaser. Let's see if Ohio State, they make a three, go figure. Ugh, barf, it's so stupid. But you're going to win by nine. Okay, 69 to 60. We finished with 69 points, not bad. Uh, thank you all for tuning in on the YouTube feed tonight. Thank you to DP Doe, Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, and State Farm Agent Brian Hansen. And thank you, listeners. And thank you, Champagne Showers Podcast Network. We appreciate all of you. And again, if you are interested in a t-shirt, I will have those soon. And I'll let you know how many extras I have. We can figure something out. But a good night. Illinois improves to 14-6 and six and 5-4, and four, importantly, 5-4 and four in the Big Ten. And they have a nice few days off here before they go up to the Kohl Center in what I think is a game they should win. I do. Uh, will they? We'll see. But... That's still a really good matchup for this Illinois team. I hope that they get out of there and continue their dominance, recent dominance of Wisconsin. Let's hope. And I'll have Brian Hansen here with me to help me out. All right, everybody, uh, stay safe in this winter storm warning, however bad it may get. I don't know if I'm going to be in school or doing e-learning tomorrow. Of course, we probably won't find out until the crack of dawn. But wherever you're at, please stay safe, and we will see you on Saturday for a new episode of The 200 Level. 